0: And I guess, you know, I guess everybody is like, don't hit Tom. (laughs) That's their instruction when they do that.
1: Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins.
0: Welcome to the SimCast, this is Chris Atkins from CinemaSense, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSense, Jeremy Scott. Yellow And from Music VideoSense Barrett Share. Hello everyone! And today we're going to be doing a mini-pod.
1: Mini-pod! Mission-pod!
2: Mission-pod.
0: Yeah. Fallout-pod. Impossi-pod?
1: pod
2: Impossipod. 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 Mm-hmm. That also, that could double as like a
0: new brand name for... Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it could. You're right. <laughs> um of mission impossible fallout yeah fallout. the fallout and as then, the
1: canadians uh, say fall out
0: the fallout <laughs> no, yeah what a shitty movie i'm just kidding. yeah yeah this is not uh, based on a, a popular video game at, at all no either. it's not it's uh, the, the- i've
2: seen some good twitter jokes about that though yeah like uh, you know we're, i haven't played the games but just people pretending they had gone to the movie expecting it to be based on the video <laughs> game. right 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 <laughs>
0: um This is the sixth Mission Impossible, Mm. and um, it's getting better. It's getting better
1: and better. People are saying it's the best. I wouldn't say it's the best. Would you say it's the best? Here's
2: the deal. Uh, Another problem with modern society is we need to make declarative judgments immediately. Yeah, that's true. And I need to see this movie more. I've seen seen all the Mission Impossible several times. I've Mm. seen Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation probably five or six times each. Uh, but it's not worse than those two. It's on mm. level with those two, if not better, in my opinion. I I tweeted jokingly that this movie is from the future, uh, <laughs> because I feel like this is McQuarrie doing what I always say Nolan is doing, which is operating on a completely different level, uh, where uh, the guy. Could get an Oscar nomination for best director and I wouldn't bat an eye. Just at the sheer insanity he had to wrangle to make this shit happen.
1: It's like Mm. uh they they were in the the meeting room. They're like, Can we do that? Mm. That, We can't do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? There's so
0: many really cool shots and stuff like I can't believe they got that type stuff in here. Uh just the way everything looks. There's that one scene where there's guy he's on the motorcycle and he's going through that like all that. Whatever it is, it puts you in a warp for a, for a yeah, moment, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Is he running or is he motorcycle in, in that? I think he's on a motorcycle. Jersey. He's running fast enough. But anyway, it's <laughs> one of those things where it, it looks like the way the camera's moving, it just like all that stuff's like flapping in the side. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you're going down a warp. It's like, God, what a great shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of the, just uh, the settings in general. But yeah, I didn't even know that he had broken his hand on that one jump. Oh, his ankle. Oh, his ankle. Oh, his ankle. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like I didn't know that. <laughs> And uh, I, w- I was sitting there just like, whoa, what an awesome shot and what an awesome stunt that was and everything. And Barrett turns to me and he's like, he broke his ankle on that. And I was like, oh, really? And yes, so what's it's
1: crazy a- is that he has the follow up shot from from the, the face on and you could see him limping, which yeah, yeah. limping. Yeah, that's real. Like he actually just after stayed he-
2: in character after breaking his ankle, got up and limped off for the shot.
1: I mean, well, I- that's that's what's uh, so impressive to me about this movie, because it's all set piece to set piece to set piece there is a story there it's a fun story and all that stuff what i was really impressed with is how tom cruise continues to act during all this shit mm-hmm. like he's got to fly this fucking helicopter mm-hmm. and go on this death spiral and all that stuff but then when you have the, the the tight shots on him he's behaving like ethan hunt who isn't supposed to know how to do all this shit well, so he's that's, like
2: fumbling around that was unexpected for me yeah that i had seen the behind the scenes i knew that he learned to fly a helicopter and was actually piloting the copter and controlling the camera <laughs> yeah. in much of that chase scene. But I wasn't expecting the, the on-screen humor about how Ethan Hunt doesn't know what the fuck he's <laughs> yeah. doing. Because there's a couple mm-hmm. of just wince groans there that had me giggling. Yeah. Where he's yeah. like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't fucking know how to fly this thing. Um, God, I think I went in expecting that helicopter chase to be the thing I remembered most. Mm-hmm. And it is longer and cooler than I ever expected, especially that section when they're both trapped in the crevice and falling randomly and sporadically. And the yeah. choppers are both. Oh, God. <laughs> but I ended up coming away thinking about that skydive more than anything, just because I'm quite certain there's more than one shot
0: in there. Oh, my God.
2: But the way they sequenced it, it feels like one shot. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and it's long. Yeah and I uh, and there there's action and drama with in the skydive itself but it felt i felt like i was in a dream dude i think this
0: is i think this is a shot if it was if it's cut up then bravo but i think it's one shot yeah i don't think he i don't think he like fooled around with that at all it
2: doesn't i kept looking
0: and just the fact that the camera is coming out with him yeah that's something i don't think i've ever seen now maybe i have and i just wasn't i don't think so
1: because they've they've i've read a lot about this shot or this sequence, mm. and the guy that that was doing the filming, and you can see there's pictures of him with this crazy head dress. What a
0: crazy bastard! he's
1: uh, yeah. it, crazy because he's got to do everything that Cruz is doing, but backwards. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and McCoury said he was pulling focus by feel.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he uh, can't. There's yeah, nothing to. He doesn't to have any
2: kind of monitor or any, any way to know. Um, and of course, that at least Cruz jumped out of this plane a hundred times, yeah. and it was because they're trying to get this shot in three minutes of sunset light mm-hmm. that is very unique and specific. And so you have to believe the cameraman jumped out probably close to a hundred times with Tom and maybe they were just trying to get the perfect take. Um, but that is the most memorable sequence to me. In the, and that's what I want to see again immediately. Oh yeah. that skydive scene. Um, but the, the, every action set piece in this rocks. Yes. The bathroom fight scene has big hairy balls yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the motorcycle chase through paris oh yeah where she's following him but he's also trying to run away from the cops is again a a normal movie an a-plus normal movie would do half of what
0: this scene does he's Mm -hmm. driving against the grain in actual like arc de triomphe traffic (laughs) or whatever the fuck that is yep um and i guess you know i guess everybody is like don't hit tom when (laughs) that's their instruction when they do that um but still it's it's still impressive and everything there's another shot that i want to talk about in spoilers because there's yet another like amazing camera trick that happens in this thing too that i was like i just like audibly gasped yeah that happened
1: to me a lot like uh This is the visual spectacle of of going to see. Now we didn't see it in IMAX or anything like right. that, but it was a big screen, and seeing it in the theater with the sound and everything, packed, fairly packed theater. Yeah, it was packed. Um, and like literally, I would just be like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't usually talk during movies or anything mm-hmm. like that. I was just fucking. It was it was like somebody jabbed amphetamine into my face. Yeah, I and mean, it was
2: awesome. And the every the the, the continuity in this movie is one of the most impressive things to me is that especially that Paris chase scene is where it stands out to me is every time the camera angle cuts Mm -hmm. every fucking thing is exactly where you think it's gonna be Mm -hmm. there's even a section there where she veers off to the left and my brain thought she's just gonna be gone in that next shot and when they cut to the reverse angle you actually see the trail of her motorcycle going off to the right like she's taking a different Mm -hmm. path and it's just like
0: they thought about everything yeah there's only one scene there's only one action scene that i would have tried to do differently and there what? there's a scene that's very dark yep. in this mm-hmm. and uh, normally Macquarie finds a way to make that like let's do something here where you know it's maybe it's a gimmick or maybe it, whatever where you can see things a little bit better than you could in this one scene uh that's the only i mean and yeah sure you can just say well that's just going to be one of those confusing scenes everybody's confused whatever but I, I still would like to have a little bit more of an idea of what's going on yeah so it's crazy
1: that when there's something that that's not 100 like perfect mm-hmm. it sticks out like a sore thumb yeah because yeah because you have to nitpick as, as far as visually and action and stuff like that with this movie you really have to nitpick to to get into stuff that you it wasn't all the way to a plus
0: there's something also to be said uh for now this movie does do a lot of i guess trying to top itself or try to top other you know other episodes of mission impossible or whatever but i think it it, it's easy to say well he did this burj khalifa thing let's do let's try to put him in space this time or (laughs) let's try to do some sort of like just off the wall crazy thing so that we can keep topping ourselves and that there's something to be said that they don't go that far yeah like it it's it's i've said before about the fast and furious franchise it's it's one thing for one movie to survive all this but for like (laughs) six or seven movies i don't believe it anymore and and uh and in mission impossible like if they had just keep on they just kept on putting on like more and more like outrageously difficult and deadly stunts to for him to keep doing and topping Burj Khalifa and all that, then you start getting into the Fast and Furious territory. Mm-hmm. What is it about,
2: like, Henry Cavill shines really bright in this movie for mm-hmm. me. Like, he's charming as hell, but mm-hmm. he's brutal. Like, he feels more brutal than Superman has ever felt.
1: Yeah, because he's, he's physically imposing, and I, I think it's kind of... Interesting, clever, and ridiculous how they shoot Cruz and Cavill in the same shot and try to mitigate the size disparity. Right. <laughs> uh, there's always some sort of angle and everything. Uh, but he's he's just so big. And, you know, when he's in a superhero movie, everybody's big. Yeah. And so he, he really becomes this brute force especially in that bathroom i also scene. think
2: there's something about the way McQuarrie stages and shoots that sequence and the fight scenes in general that adds to that brutal kind of feeling mm-hmm. uh that maybe maybe superman movies aren't trying to go for but i came out of this movie feeling like he's a badass and
1: i just haven't really seen that from him yet um, i haven't seen him be i mean the only things i've seen him in i Guess have you seen him in anything besides Man of Steel and stuff like that? Um, he was in The Man from U.N.C.L.E., wasn't he? Yeah, I but saw, I didn't see
2: that. I didn't see that. Well, and he's a kid in uh Count of Monte Cristo.
1: Yeah, so like I've never seen him be anything other than Superman and Superman in that universe is terrible. Like well, it's he's he's just no, dour, yeah. yeah. Uh in this one you could tell he's having a lot of fun. He is. Maybe it's the mustache. Maybe
2: it is. The, you know what I read today, <laughs> McCore gave an interview with the magazine where he talked more about the mustache thing and I guess <laughs> Somebody from Warner reached out to him a producer and said listen we got to do these reshoots we kind of need to shave Henry's mustache and Macquarie was going to do it. He went to his like his producer and found out what what would it cost for us to shut down production for a few weeks to let him grow it back and or use CGI to fill it in and they came up with 3 million dollars. So Warner was going to pay 3 million dollars <laughs> and Macquarie was going to shut down Mission Impossible fallout and shave Cavill's mustache and somebody from paramount caught wind and went oh no we're not doing any of that because i guess paramount just fucking hates words and so i think it's hysterical how petty that all was ultimately (laughs) that they they were gonna make it happen yeah and i'm glad that he's able to get get it on the record that it wasn't like mission impossible like the franchise or he or Cruz, like, put their foot down.
0: It could be, though, also, didn't this movie go through a lot of delays anyway?
1: With his injury,
2: yes,
0: yeah, with Cruz's.
1: Yeah, that was like five months, wasn't it? It was a long time. And yeah.
0: you, had, you had women who were pregnant on this, and Rebecca Ferguson was pregnant with oh, a yeah. kid in this. Oh, yeah. I and forgot uh, all about that uh you had a lot of just uh i, I read something on the imdb it said something the trivia said something like three or four delays and like all hmm. this stuff and he had six women who were pregnant and uh i hope and, every time uh, you reference that the number of women goes up. yeah i hope so too it's it's one like of those legends. Uh,
2: expensive suit is it gob what does this look like a three thousand dollar suit you think I would buy a $5,000? Who's, who's, who does the suit joke? God damn it. It's not important. In this movie? <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought it was a Arrested Development gag, but it might be another sitcom I'm thinking of where somebody has a suit and keeps referring to how much it costs. But every time they refer to it, the, the price goes up.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: I think it's Will Arnett. Anyway, uh, so we loved it. I we loved it. it the music
0: was a standout mm-hmm. yeah and um, i at first i thought maybe they got zimmer or uh giacchino back
2: it is very um dark Knighty.
0: yeah and uh and it it turns out it's this guy named Lauren boff or mm. lorne Balfy or whatever however you pronounce it but uh i this is one of those few movies where i actually noticed the soundtrack in it or and yeah. the score in it and it was really good uh yeah i think we all liked it i would give it a solid day would give it a, solid give it a, solid it a s- s-
2: uh, it's probably an A plus for me.
1: I would give it an A minus for reasons we'll get into in spoilers, but there, because the action set pieces are A plus plus plus. The stuff in between, there was a little bit that that I could nitpick about, but uh, yeah, I mean we're all in the same range.
2: Yeah, we all loved it. We'd all watch it again. We all yeah. recommend it. Hell yeah! Let's talk spoilers. Yeah, let's going do well it.
0: On the spoilers.
3: Yes! No, kind
1: of father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the
0: She's they just no, 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 that no, no, was- no, 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 no! I'm reading the books. No spoilers!
2: <laughs> this poor bastard man—he has to say goodbye to Michelle Monaghan mm-hmm. and embrace a life of love with Rebecca Ferguson. Yes, yes. I know. Yes, I feel bad for Spy him. Spy love. <laughs> yes i was a little creeped out by the both women's kind of understanding there
1: Yeah, just like all right this is happening
2: i guess i mean maybe i would understand it more if i had the experiences either of them do but
1: But also she's moved on with with west bentley (laughs) surprise west bentley by the way. surprise yeah. west bentley to the max oh yeah um, who did
0: i think it was because i actually asked you <laughs> you turned to me and i was like i was like did you i remember you reading the credits
1: <laughs> he popped up you're like oh west bentley
0: and then west bentley shows up and you're like is that uh <laughs> somebody like, completely different jason lee or something like that i like, I'm scott
1: <laughs> yeah. something like that like, and you're like no it's west bentley i was like, fuck oh yeah yeah it's like uh surprise uh who was the guy at the end of la la land uh Tom Everett Scott. Yeah, yeah. Surprise Tom Tom Everett Scott. Yeah, it was very... Well, and he doesn't
2: really have any... He has, like, two scenes, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. He didn't really... I get it. I get it. It all all makes sense on paper, Mm -hmm. but there was a little bit of... And she even, like, leans in and whispers to her, like, a little (laughs) lost-in-translation-y, kind of mysterious whisper, like, don't worry, I'll give him whatever (laughs) he needs. I'm glad they they finally
0: gave her a little something to do. I agree. I agree. Like, uh, in the third one that's like i guess the most she ever gets to do and then 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 they just keep referring well to and her. all
2: they did was mary jane watsoner in that movie they yeah just made her a damsel in distress pretty much mm-hmm.
0: everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more
3: and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: But uh, the shot that I was talking about in this uh, that uh, it gets into spoiler territory is when uh simon Pegg is getting dressed up as as the bad guy uh he's solomon getting, he's, lane he's getting the he's getting the uh solomon lane yeah <laughs> and uh he's getting uh he's getting that mask on him and everything so you see Pegg sit down in the chair yep they put all the stuff on him and then the camera comes around and then we know it's the same actor yep. it's sean harris yep. playing both you know he gets up yeah. and starts walking. And is like, it's like that's just such a fucking great, you know. I know it's all special effects, mm-hmm. but oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And then of course it turns into a whole like uh, switcheroo for cattle okay. too.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. That scene is one of the problems that I have with the movie. Yeah. You know how I mentioned it with the the new version of Mystery Science Theater three thousand uh, on Netflix, where instead of the pace that we're used to in that show anytime there's a break in conversation, they fill it with jokes. Mm. Like it's the dialogue breaks and it's like pop, 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 pop. Mm-hmm. And then there's dialogue again, which I I don't like. Mm-hmm. It felt like that scene in the catacombs or whatever with Alec Baldwin and all these double crosses and yeah. this guy and this guy. It's like they were trying to cram that in there into one scene. And then, okay, action set piece. The movie has probably one and a half
2: to two, too many double crosses. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I kind of, Maybe I'm more willing to forgive that just because I feel like that's kind of always been a Mission Impossible shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can go back to the first movie, and I, I could make a strong case that movie has one too many double-crosses. Um, the second one has 10 too many double crosses cause everybody's pulling off a mask in that fucking movie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, I get what you're saying. Uh, it, it does go a little overboard with some of those, some of those whammy surprise reveals, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, I, as someone who has not given a shit about Alec Baldwin's presence in these movies, giving him that joke and that death in this movie yep where he's like oh i see what you guys enjoy about doing this uh that that pays it all off well, for me
0: then also him going oh it looks like i ruined your day <laughs> 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 it's like they gave him all this stuff and then they kill him yep. yeah and uh and i'm like i don't know how i feel about that yeah you know because like uh, suddenly alec baldwin was being alec baldwin and then there's all right let's just kill you off
1: but they did keep around angela bassett to say stern things and then walk off it's funny for we had minutes. we
0: had just done our podcast about <laughs> angela bassett like in that one little segment talked about angela bassett and how she comes in says something stern and leaves <laughs> i didn't even know she was in mission impossible fallout <laughs> And then we go and watch it that night oh. and sure enough <laughs> she comes in says something stern and leaves yeah, like three different times up. yeah I did appreciate that
2: the movie gave us during the helicopter excitement uh I appreciated that Rebecca Ferguson and Simon Pegg had that action sequence in the shack with, that that at moments felt like a master class intention uh, mm-hmm. in your action in terms of because uh, it gives Peg a little bit of a chance to he gets like three or four punches in where he, you can tell he's had a little training. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, he's going to get his ass beat by this guy. And he does. The guy strings him up to hang him. And he's gonna slowly hang,
1: and then she's fighting, and she's and then trying- she kicks the fucking box over G- to oh, him perfectly. My God. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. That's that something that Ethan sequence. Hunt would do. Yep. Yeah. That they intentionally, I would think, intentionally said, no, you're also a badass. You do that now. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, that whole sequence was
2: awesome to yep. me, and uh, it, it, I, it was nice to have something to cut back to that wasn't just <laughs> bomb defusing. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I love it so hard. Like. I don't care that he runs and rides a motorcycle in every movie because <laughs> it's awesome, especially in this movie. There's a couple different wide tracking shots of him running, uh, and the humor in that sequence where where twice Simon Pegg has to adjust his digital map <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. because he, he's got it facing <laughs> the wrong direction, and then it's not in three D. Yeah. But then when he says "I'm jumping out a window," it cuts to like seven or eight office workers, yeah, yeah. and one of them. Has her hand over her mouth like this lady I remember from church when I was a kid, and it's fucking hilarious because <laughs> she's like so nervous. But then there's this other woman who, right at the, at the end of the shot, gives like this, "You got this." <laughs> <nod>. <laughs> and I just lost it. And then he turns and jumps and breaks his ankle. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, other than one too many
1: switcheroos. Well, there's that. And what do you think about Sean Harris's character? I I see these the 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 write-ups and the reviews of this movie and people just absolutely going nuts over this guy yeah. how how
0: great he is yeah. and how he's the perfect foil for ethan hunt yeah. i mean and i w- yeah. i kind of wish i kind of wish we had a little bit more of his character like yeah. i don't remember in the last one him being tremendous no, right. in any yep. way he gets more to do strangely enough even though he's like spent spends most of the time being a captive yeah business. yeah <laughs> But like, uh, he gets more to do in this one. But in the last one, he just felt like, you know, British bad guy yep. number one. Yeah. And and then they bring him back. This is the first time there was like really any continuity between bad guys and all that. And first time they've used the same director in the mm-hmm. mo- in the series and all that. Um. But yeah, yeah, I, he's just that's the problem with a lot of movies these days it seems like is that uh, everything is built up to the surprise so like we don't see much of him during rogue nation uh then then they have this big like reveal at the end how they catch him and everything and it's, and then they put him in this next one and you're like well yeah i remember him
1: i it's yeah that's basically it what, wants to destroy the world he's y- evil
0: yeah i did like
2: that the mcguffin wasn't like a god's eye. Yeah. <laughs> that it was just st- straight up old plutonium. Right. Right. And yeah. they use enough of it to show some devastation. There's actual reason to believe somebody's going to murder millions of people with the rest of it. That's enough for me. Because you know what? Plutonium's scary. It is. Still a lot of it out there in the world in the hands of mad people. That's right. Uh, so I like that they didn't try and come up with some other digitized. You know, satellite missile yeah. deployment, the rabbit's James Bondian, the mm-hmm. rabbit's foot, yeah. the god's eye, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was just good old-fashioned plutonium. Good old-fashioned <laughs> uh, yes. I actually read, good old-fashioned. <laughs> I read that, uh, again, I've been reading a lot about this movie, but they, uh, they asked McQuarrie about uh, Jeremy Renner. And apparently, that opening scene in this movie would have had Jeremy Renner, and he would have died. So not just Ethan loses the plutonium Mm. to save his team, but he loses the plutonium and brant dies Mm. and they called up jeremy renner and he's like yeah no thanks and mccory was like he probably made the right choice
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i never disliked the jeremy renner character in this i mean i understand that they were grooming him it's
0: pretty clear to me that they were trying to get him to be the next guy if cruz didn't if you know if he wasn't superhuman
1: yeah
2: well i don't think i don't think they knew how much cruz doing the burj khalifa stunts was going to propel his status so I think at the time they really were planning for Brant to take over, and then they went, "Oh wait, no, Cruz can probably keep doing this." Yeah, exactly, well, and, and better keep, than anybody else. And they
0: keep saying this stuff too, like this. This one came out, and they said, "Well, we'll we'll make another one if this one does good." Like, yeah. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> you're printing money. Yeah. Yeah. Turn no it out. Yeah. So oh, shit.
2: So yeah. I guess there was a little bit of controversy about the because I so the first article I read said that it made 61 million opening weekend, and that was like. As good or better than any Mission Impossible movie, mm-hmm. but then the next article I read was about how Movie Pass had crumpled over the weekend and people couldn't buy tickets to Mission Impossible, and that yeah. had somehow hurt
0: its box office. Do you know what where it stands right now? No, I just keep hearing that uh, they're they're just basically hemorrhaging money at this point movie pass yeah oh that's yeah all i hear
1: they
2: are and their parent company's stock is tanking like crazy yeah, it's, it's gonna be over i haven't day.
0: heard anything else about it well to, uh, to you today, were asking about the box but, office. yeah i was asking about the box but office. but every time i hear stuff like that i i don't think that the impact is that much yeah. uh it's kind of like you know i mean there's all sorts of silly things remember an entourage was that whole episode yeah. Yeah. where they do the the aquaman with him uh, opens or whatever and they're, they they want to have that big opening weekend and everything but then there's the rolling blackout yeah. and uh and they and so at first they're like oh it's not gonna they're not gonna beat spider-man they have this weird rivalry with toby mcguire all the way <laughs> through it and then uh by the end of it jeremy Piven comes in and he's like the rolling black- blackouts just messed up the reporting of the numbers and you, you do know, we beat, you beat spider-man yeah fuck you that's when, he,
1: that's when he's doing his almost famous thing he's up on the the roof and all that stuff Oh yeah yeah. but uh yeah so this says 61 million opening weekend and uh to date 77 million domestic uh 116 million uh foreign so mm-hmm. a total of 193 so far so far first week
2: now they probably spent about 193 making this
1: yeah it says 178 was the production budget and then marketing on top of that yeah yeah.
2: because i mean but you can see every dollar on screen Mm -hmm. like maybe he may be the most economical user of millions as a director that i've ever seen because i feel like you could give 178 million to 10 directors and they might come up with one of the set pieces in this movie oh yeah Mm -hmm. and he gave us like four or five that like were Mm -hmm. jaw-dropping
1: yeah i I think part of the reason that this did well is how much of the behind the scenes stuff Macquarie mm-hmm. and Cruz are talking about mm-hmm. and sharing. Like they'll give you, I mean, part of the promotion was that the the background behind that helicopter stunt, mm-hmm. which is weird because I didn't even know anything about this halo jump that they did from twenty five thousand feet. Mm-hmm. But apparently, that's the big set piece that mm-hmm. they they were working on so much. Um, and the fact that they're willing to talk about like exactly what kind of camera they had to use the visor that Cruz used that had to be invented uh, because yeah. the the regular one doesn't show your face mm-hmm. uh, on these big jumps uh, stuff like that you know, it's it's peeling back the curtain but in this case it's it makes it awesomer yeah it's like if you know like if it's a magic trick and you know how it's done it's still amazing when you see it pulled off right yeah you know?
2: usually when a mag- that's a good analogy usually when a magic trick is explained it makes it less magical right but there is once in a while a trick where how they pull it off is makes it more impressive, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's this movie. I agree. Mm. I yeah,
0: agree. yeah, yeah. Everybody is going to see it because they saw these are you know viral videos, what we used to call viral videos yeah. back in the day. <laughs> Went viral. Yeah. Although
2: it is interesting that that big money shot in the trailer of Cruise's helicopter <laughs> crashing into a truck is nowhere even close to any of the scenes in this movie.
1: Yeah, and, and he's reveling in that. Christopher McQuarrie is like. Because uh, somebody on Twitter was like, "You you lied to me," and he came back. and was like, "You damn right I did." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I saw was he said they
2: they cut it because there was too much there was too much action in that moment, and and it would be excessive and hurt the story to throw it in there. And I thought, well, okay, that makes sense. Again, he's not cutting the trailers.
0: So I get it. It's one of the uh, I think it was one of the box office uh, is either Box Office Mojo or Box Office Profits that was talking about how that scene was cut out, and they're like in. You know, and it's like is that scene that odd scene in the trailer was cut out but that's probably good because that where would he have been able to go like in the mountains to to some street you know and run into a truck which also doesn't make any sense (laughs) either like he would have had to have been one of those pull it out like right at the last moment type of things. well and that i I think that
2: almost has to be an entirely different helicopter and an entirely different sequence of the movie because there's nowhere in the helicopter scene that we actually get in the film where that truck crashing moment makes any sense Mm -mm. because we see the helicopter go from normal flight to complete and utter destruction There's Mm -hmm. nowhere
0: in the middle of that that he could have crashed into a truck well like i said it would have to have been one of those things where he pulls it up or he has or he jumps out or something Mm -hmm. which of course he into another helicopter jump out yeah he has to jump (laughs) yeah (laughs) like ving rames is like I got you, Ethan. He actually, I got you. He times to jump
1: through the
2: blades of the helicopter. That'll be the next thing. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm sure.
1: Tom Cruise severed his uh, foot.
0: Full- yeah, yeah. This is the actual take where his torso yeah. is. Cut down. Take
1: 74. What do we think of the fuck?
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird thing to just come out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand PG 13, you can get away with it. I mean, I do It was unnecessary We are sort
2: of in an era now. I'm not a fan of it where it feels like there are a lot of films that are like, we can, so we should. Mm -hmm. It's almost like in Logan when they had the R rating and they show us those girls flashing their boobs in the back. It just didn't really need to be there. It felt like you were just. Hey, we've got the rating. Why not use yeah. it? I didn't need the fuck in this hey, movie. Driver. Mm.
0: Yeah. It just, it does seem out of place. It's the first time that's uh ever, they've ever uttered a fuck mm-hmm. in these things. uh What'd you think of uh this Vanessa Kirby girl? Oh, um, I like that character. I like her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And she's apparently Max's daughter. From and the I, th- first I think one. that's very cool, too. well yeah.
2: That, yeah. Well, she gave vibes of that, too. I joked in an email to you guys that I would have enjoyed this movie even more if I hadn't spent like 10 or 15 min- minutes going. Going, who's, that girl? Yeah. <laughs> who's that girl
0: yeah she she looked like somebody we'd seen before and she's got these real sparkly blue eyes and mm-hmm. everything really like like makes an impression as yeah. soon as she walks in and everything and yeah i was kind of hoping for more maybe we'll see her more in the next uh next installment you yeah. know? i like
1: those morally ambiguous characters yeah that are that have to exist in in spidem that isn't like a black hat or a white hat you mm-hmm. know um so yeah i'm down
0: and and i'm i mean i know that when we watch this again we'll start picking up a lot of like weird things about this but it's another mission impossible where the sort of the the plot relies on them not having met each other before yeah. and everything like they had they're trying to get a mask on this guy of course the big bathroom scene uh rebecca ferguson shoots the guy yeah. and he can't put the mask on and everything and it's like well i guess i'm going to be this guy well like you don't have a mask well maybe they haven't met before yeah. and, and, and sure enough yeah. you know it works, <laughs> works out perfectly uh although
2: but. she does like the first thing she says is you can't possibly be him mm. it's like so she, i think she's maybe on to him but still willing to see it through for her endgame purposes
0: yeah, she's wise to it but i mean of course she i mean i think she is because she's part of that uh she's in my six isn't she
2: uh, i think you're right yeah
0: yeah I think she's wise to it from the very beginning, but he's not wise to it. He's just gambling that, you know, hopefully she'll know and maybe I'll be able to talk my way into it. I don't know. Mm um the the scene too where he he rides his motorcycle and then there's like cops in every alley except the one yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then he goes into the one and it just happens to be perfect timing to get into that boat yeah you know and i was like well why did you even get to this place why did you go to this place in the mm-hmm. first place how did you know that wasn't going to get blocked i can't wait to send this yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah Both to I watch mean, it again it, and to. to but it you won't watch have it,
2: many if you watch it with sin goggles there's going to be some part just because it's a spy it's a global spine they're all gonna have
1: that
0: no i see i see i know a a 10 minute video when i see one (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah uh go watch this man it's good movie Mm -hmm. really good movie i you know it's hard to compare it to the other two i I think i go along with jeremy on this it's uh it's a it's it's as good as those other two Mm uh it's not better worse or anything like that it's hard to get better at this point i
2: think so yeah like
0: how in the world would you get better unless you started just doing like raid action scenes or something like that well and i
2: even tweeted this 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 gave me raid 2 kind of feelings when i came out of it where i felt like i had seen some a, a bunch of really next level shit yeah and uh i can't wait
0: to watch it again and see uh how much i love it Let's go see it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, that'll do it for our uh, mini-pod. Mini-pod. Mission Impossible. Mm, impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, if you want to talk about this on Facebook, go to Sincast presented by CinemaSins. Go to SoundCloud, go to Twitter, go to all these different places that you can find us, and uh, that'll do it for this, uh, this mini-pod. It's Chris Atkinson, Jeremy Scott, and Barrett Sherrill. We'll will see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit, and be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. Yeah, uh, we look
0: out. Oh, Ethan. The <laughs> Fallout. The Fallout, Ethan. We're good. Whenever you read,
2: <laughs> well, it's um, spelled Lorne, but his name is pronounced. Uh... <laughs> I was gonna say Killian. Oh, okay. <laughs> I agree. And it's an interesting thought, but that's the fact that you can do that is kind of part of the problem. <laughs> exactly. No,
1: it's it's the entire concept of what your vote means, and I I can't. I can't
2: well, and that. this is just where we are. Again, I don't want to be heavy, but we vote against things now. We're not voting for anything. Yeah. So that's
1: a that's a trolly thing to do. I'm going into the election yeah. yeah. to
2: be a troll.